This is ContraZoom, where we go back and forth about film. I'm your host, Dakota Arsenault, and this episode is presented by Aesthetic Magazine. Today's show is part of an ongoing series called Make Remake, where we look at two films with the same subject matter, an original and a remake, and discuss how a story can be told in both similar and different ways. I'm joined today by an old friend, Gemma Mastrioni, to discuss the old Y movies. How are you doing today, Gemma? I'm doing good. How about you? I am great. You know, it's been a while. We've talked about having you on the show. It's been a lot of going back and forth, trying to find the right time and the right subject to discuss. And and the schedule kind of cleared its way for both of us. I know. I know. Life just be busy like that sometimes, you know? (laughs) But we've known each other for quite a while. And so it's nice to kind of uh, have you over on my side of things, too. Well, thank you very much. And yeah, I'm I'm really glad to be here. Um, you know, took some film classes in university and high school. Um, it's been a little bit, you know, used to go to the movies quite frequently, not doing it as much. But, you know, I hope this is kind of the start of jumping back into it. Well, good. I'll consider this an audition and uh, and we'll go from here later on. Okay, good to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so like I said, we are talking about the Old Boy films. Back in 2003, Park Chan-wook released his film Old Boy based on the magna of the same name, the story of Oh Dai-su, who is suddenly kidnapped and held in prison for 15 years. After the 15 years, he is suddenly released with no explanation. Slowly is revealed that the pr- the person in charge of locking him up still wants to play some games with him and gives Daisu five days to figure out who imprisoned him and why he did it. And then, in 2013, Spike Lee was hired to remake the movie in English, and the film tries to have its cake and eat it too. There are numerous shot-for-shot replications, but they toss a majority of the central plot details out of the window at the same time. It makes it look almost unrecognizable. Almost as if someone watched the film on mute and decided to write a script based on what they thought they saw. Park's film is a bona fide cult classic and one of the most revered Korean films ever made. Well, Lee, a director whose films have often ignited social commentary, is almost entirely forgettable, with the exception of people hate how their beloved old boy was remade and ruined. So much of these movies really depend on the element of surprise, mostly delivered through shock. So we're going to do our best to not totally spoil the movies if possible, but some things may slip through. You've been warned. If you've watched these movies before, you'll understand exactly some of the leading things we're saying. But if you haven't, hopefully it's still, if you like what we talk about, still allows you to go out there and watch it if you decide to do so. So what we're going to do is first talk about some similarities. You know, you have these two movies. They both have the same subject matter. Obviously, the story is going to follow somewhat similarly. We're going to talk about a couple things where what they did parallels each other. But I guess right off the bat, we try to watch movies that neither of us have seen. I haven't seen either of these. You hadn't seen either of these. What were your your sort of first impressions of watching these movies? Whoa. (laughs) Uh, I really went in with no expectations. Um, You know, I knew that this was like a very well known and uh, critically acclaimed film, the uh, Korean version. However, um, I was just shock. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to say shocked, I guess, to sum it up concisely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, this movie is sort of advertised as being a bit of a, a thriller with a not quite horror element, but there there's definitely some elements of scariness bubbling beneath the surface. 
and it really kind of takes you on a trip where you're not really sure what's going on. I was watching it and I kind of, I had to pause at one point. I was like, what exactly is happening? I had to like go and look up the the plot description on Wikipedia. I'm like, all right, yeah, I get it, I get it. Okay, now yeah. I understand where I am. And then it doesn't really fully reveal itself basically till like the last 10 minutes or so where everything comes together. Exactly. And I find, you know, when before you go to a movie at a theater, you look up sort of what it's about and, you know, you don't know specifically what's going to happen most of the time, but you you have an idea of the direction it's going to go in. And, you know, I read about this, you know, read about him going to prison and that it's a thriller. And I was like, OK, yeah, I'm into that. And then, you know, like you said, that last 10 minutes, I was like, oh, like I was not expecting that at all. Um <laughs> So it just it really just takes you for a turn, <laughs> to say the least. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I guess the, the big similarity we have to talk about right off the bat is the infamous hammer fight sequence in both movies uh, after the main character has been released from prison in the Korean one is Oh Daesu and in the English one is Joe Doucette. So we'll just call them Daesu and Joe from here on out. Um, after they get released, they figure out where they are in prison and they go back to kind of figure out what the situation was all about and they kind of get some information that they need. And then as they go to leave, um, they have an a hallway full of henchmen and their only weapon is a hammer that they use and they use a hammer to fight their way through. And uh, in both films, they use a long take to really kind of show what's going on. You know, you have a lot of action movies where there's a, a cut every half a second and so you don't really see anything. Uh, you know, a, a single punch is, is 10 different takes going on and it's just lots of punch plosions as in some superhero movies where you punch it and everyone goes flying back where, where this seems mm -hmm. to be uh, much more, at least in the Korean one I found much more grounded in reality and something I really appreciate it. And then in the English one, it was how much blood can we have squirting out of people's heads? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, honestly, I'm not surprised like that. Like you notice that sort of an Asian film, everything is so much more detailed. Everything it, Asian films just tend to be longer because of all the detail, um, you know, and, and I find in a lot more North American movies, it's more common for them to be short, concise. Um, and, and, you know, it's more about sort of the smoke in the mirrors, I find. Um, so that that's not surprising to me. It, you know, it, you make a really interesting point because it, it sort of does remind me a little bit. I'll, I'll just use someone like Jackie Chan as an example, who is very well known for being super meticulous with his fight choreography and wanting to make sure things look good, get done properly. And you actually see the actor performing the stunt. And this, mm -hmm. you really do see this. You see, you know, them throwing the guys around and hitting them with the hammer and things like that and getting hit on the back with uh, two by fours and things like that. And it, and it had a real rawness to it where it was sloppy. And I appreciated that. Like their punches weren't hard punches. It would, you know, with the, that you, if you've ever been in a bar and seen two drunk guys start fighting and you're like, Oh, this is pathetic. Neither of you know what you're doing. This is awkward. The, whoever slips on the floor is the one that's going to end up getting hurt the most. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No. When I, when I saw that scene, like that first fighting scene, I was kind of like, Oh God, like what am I in for? <laughs> And then they, they kind of switched around with the English one. Uh, there's there's so much more blood going around where uh, 
it seemed much more precise and choreographed <laughs> and and just seemed a little silly because you you know we get this bit of both of these guys when they were locked up they train themselves how to fight by watching boxing on tv and things like that and that's not you know you can if you dedicate yourself to anything i'm sure you can teach yourself how to be a good fighter but that still doesn't really equate to real world practice and it kind of showed with daisu being kind of sloppy and out of breath and then with joe it was you know a guy who's apparently been in fight training his whole life (laughs) (laughs) And I think it was also interesting where um, this hallway fight sequence seems to have inspired lots of other movies. Uh, Chiefly, I I think about, I don't know if you've seen the the Daredevil show on Netflix. It seemed like every season there was a big hallway fight scene for him. Uh, They've done it in a couple of the Marvel movies, specifically in in Captain America, I believe, uh, Civil War, not Civil War, um, The Winter Soldier, they they have a similar fight sequence like that. Uh, And I've seen it a couple times now where it happens where that's clearly the inspiration. I'd always heard about it being, you know, the old boy hallway fight sequence and actually seeing it actually happen. uh, I, I understand why it's so much... Uh, revered and sort of imitated in other movies as well oh wow i I never realized that before um that'll be interesting uh to sort of keep in mind going forward (laughs) Mm -hmm. i didn't realize it you know had so much inspiration for other films so that's pretty cool i also liked how, how both fights sort of end with the gag of the elevator doors opening and like half a dozen guys falling out of it all passed out or dead or whatever and just the main guy standing there afterwards i thought that was kind of a funny little button because like you get this long extended 10 minute fight sequence and then you're like oh no here's round two and then they just cut to the elevator doors open you're like that's right. We do know what actually kind of happens. We don't need to be shown it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and on that point, you know, I feel like it's maybe even all a little bit too similar in that sense. Uh, like, what do you what do you feel about that? Um, th- there was the one difference where, at the when the elevator doors open, Joe has a katana or samurai sword in his hand that he used to impale some guy, uh, which was definitely a lot more graphic because I was reading the trivia and something like only four or five people actually die on screen in the Korean film, whereas there's like dozens and dozens of them that die in the English version, most notably Mm -hmm. because of of this, where there's the difference between someone being incapacitated and actually killed. Uh, Mm -hmm. And and so I think that's sort of where the, the discrepancies really lie of the way you treat an action film. Yeah, yeah. No, I can I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I, I liked is, you know, this is someone, this is a story about someone who's been in prison and, you know, only has their mind to kind of deal with and they're able to watch TV. But when they get out and they realize that they have this mission to do, they actually kind of use real detective work to figure out what's going on. And mm-hmm. probably uh, the, the more comedic parts of the movies is... Uh, I'm guessing we're led to believe that they get the same Chinese takeout place 
every day for their meals and so he goes around <laughs> to like every chinese restaurant in town that has the name dragon in it to try their dumplings which is yeah. you know you think about it and, and, and they they do the first bit they go the first one and you're like oh they, they figured out the dragon restaurant and he's like no it's not it and then you start thinking i'm like yeah if i went to chinatown here in toronto and try to look for a dragon restaurant i'd probably have 50 different restaurants to go to yeah yeah absolutely but it, it was it was a clever bit of like actually using some detective work and not just like fake Hollywood magic of ah we figured it out on the first try. Yeah, no, I can appreciate that detail for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, did you feel that they both movies sort of showed? enough of the the work that needed to be done because the whole point of the movie is basically they have a limited amount of time i think it's it's five days in the korean and three days in the english one to solve this mystery do you think that they actually showed enough to to make you feel like they're solving a mystery i feel like in the like the original version yes um arguably almost too much but I, you know, I, I can appreciate more detail as opposed to too little. And, you know, you got to understand that that is just the way that, you know, Asian films are. They just are longer with more detail, as I previously mentioned. Um, I feel like in the, you know, the remake, there was not, I don't, I don't think there was enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was just, it was just too fast. It was mm-hmm. too fast and not enough detail. They did have a sequence, which I'm just remembering now. I didn't write it in my notes. In the English one, where they go to the the headmaster's house or the headmistress's house uh, of the school that he went to, and they have kind of a prolonged scene there, which they have nothing similar to that in, in, in the Korean one. Was that a scene that sort of worked for you, where they're he's sneaking around the house and going through yearbooks to find information out? Was that a scene that worked for you as far as uh, doing the necessary detective backstory work? Yeah, I think so. Um, in all honesty, I can't remember too many like nitty gritty details from that, but I don't, I don't recall like watching that and thinking anything negative at that point. Um, no, I, yeah, I thought I thought it was well done. Hmm. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I kind of I thought it that was probably one of the the differences that I I actually appreciate it that they included because it really did make sense for the character to do that. Um, I think one, one other sort of detective work, I'll kind of quickly say this is uh, they, they both are are trying to figure out how they're being watched and followed. And uh, Mm -hmm. Daisu goes to some sort of tech shop in a mall and and holds up a sign that says I'm bugged. And uh, they start tearing apart his wardrobe and realize that this free suit that he got is how he's been watched. And there's like a a microphone transponder or something like that in his shoe heel. Um, Whereas Joe notices that there's a a surveillance camera in the prison still, which is different. Uh, That's the only time he notices of how he's being watched really. So it's kind of it's kind of different ways and different times that they do it, but they both kind of are doing a little bit of work to figure out how they're being watched. And and I appreciate that they're, they, they do clue into some things. And I think it sort of works for the plot itself where the character needs to know that they know that they're being watched, basically, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. 
Um, was there any other ones that you sort of want to bring up of maybe some, some similarities um, that you found between the two of them? I have something. You know what? Like, I guess just the time in the prison cell, um, I found those scenes to be pretty similar. Just, you know, sh- showing him pacing around, showing him getting the, the same meal every day with, you know, the alcohol. Um, I found those similar. And, uh, you know, obviously when he was uh, watching TV, pleasuring himself, that, I mean, those were those, I, I, those were different. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I found, I found those scenes similar and both very well done. Mm-hmm. You know, you could really under, you could really just see him sort of going crazy. Um, you know, you see his hair growing, you see him just getting crazier as the time is going, getting more anxious, more angry. Um, but yeah, I thought both, both of those were very well done. I think it's interesting how they, they sort of set up this conceit of you're in a prison, but it's, kind of a nice place like the when the first time that they they both of them woke up in the the they call it a motel uh room in the in the english one but the, the prison it looks kind of like a, a half decent one bedroom apartment i i know I'm like hey yeah. i'd live there <laughs> yeah yeah i know but like, it just it just goes to show it, it you know it doesn't matter like what you have around you like you know I think in a normal prison cell you would not have a television but you know they they had that but like you you know you can have that stuff around you and like you're still gonna go crazy. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I think I think really you have all this sort of nice stuff and it, and it makes sense and it's like oh I guess they're trying to make people com- as comfortable as they sort of can be until you get like that fake background where it looks like it's sunny outside but it's just a picture and that's sort of the yeah, that's the yeah. one thing that would like that would drive me nuts where I'm like okay like I'm in a prison I get it that's fine. I don't know why. <laughs> Obviously, that part sucks. But like the, uh, this idea of you're you're mocking me of pretending it's sunny outside. I don't know what time of day it is. I don't know what the weather is. I don't know if it's winter or summer or what's going on. That's the part that would like I feel like would really get under my skin if I was locked up in there. Oh, absolutely. Because I'm like the the fact of already being like you know contained and then having someone like I guess messing with my head in that way. Like, ugh. Mm-hmm. I'm done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and they. I uh, another thing. Speaking about the the prison is they both use writing as a way to kind of understand their situation. It seems like we're led yes. to believe that quite some time passes before they actually start writing, uh, uh-huh. and it's not until then that they they sort of both uh, mentally internally change the their outlook on the situation and and go from just being angry to kind of focusing their energy on on themselves how they can fix their situation and what they might have done wrong to to end up in prison right right and so that was kind of a, an interesting way and a bit of i i i don't want to say self-therapy but it, it they, they definitely use as some sort of therapeutic method to to pass the time and, and probably stop themselves from going completely insane Oh, of course. And like, you know, that's another detail that I can appreciate um, because I, I don't know, they could have made it just really concise in that way of just showing them go crazy. But it's like, you know, they include sort of something that helps them through it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it yeah. was cool. All right. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some differences in the movies. Hello? Hey, tell me why I'm in here. Look at me. No, 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 no. 
All right, so we talked about similarities, how the two old boys, the Korean and the English one, would have these scenes that were pretty similar and would go about them in the same ways. And now we want to talk about some differences because very few movies are actual shot-for-shot remakes, so there has to be some differences. Obviously, the biggest difference is the fact that one is in Korean and one is in English, and there's no sort of two ways around that where... Unless you speak the native language, you're probably going to miss some details going on because you're, you're reading the subtitles. It's, it's a kind of an issue where it doesn't really bother me, but sometimes I wish I could be more fully engrossed in the movie. Did you feel you, you might have missed some on-screen details that were not said at times? Um, yeah, absolutely. But the thing that I I can appreciate about foreign film is that it kind of makes you pay attention more because you know you can't you can't really look away um because if you do you could you could very easily miss um an important detail and like admittedly i i probably missed a couple a couple of things as well because i you know i I just i had a couple moments where i had to look away but um you know that's something i can appreciate about it and with a with this film being as detailed as it was um you know it was just cool to yeah it's it's funny sometimes i actually will find myself putting on subtitles for for english programs mm-hmm. like if i'm at the the gym on a treadmill i can't really hear all the time because i've got the sound of the treadmill and everything else going on so if i'm watching something i'll throw on the subtitles so that way i can kind of follow along as well in case i miss something and inevitably mm-hmm. you realize you're like, oh, I, I wouldn't have heard that if I wasn't reading it at the same time. And and so that's it's definitely inter- something interesting you said where it makes you kind of focus a bit more because you, you, you're really trying to do two things at once where you're trying to absorb the information of the text while also absorbing the information of the images that you're seeing that match it. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I found, find just so beautiful about foreign film. It just makes you look at details maybe you just wouldn't normally look at um, in a film of your language. Now, this movie, I would say for the most part, is is fairly similar. Do, do you think that there were enough differences in this to sort of warrant the the bad reviews the this film has gotten? Um, uh, personally, no. Like, I, I feel like they could have strayed away a bit more um in a sense to make it more unique yeah yeah absolutely like i think if you i I don't know i feel like if you are remaking a film like this one and you're gonna make it so concise and like leave out details like change it up a little bit um like even even just like using the the hammer like he could have used something else you know um and like with the elevator like that could have been ever so slightly different um you know what I mean? or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I think for me, the, the one thing that sort of bugs me is they, they did change up some stuff, but it seems like they, they more were omitting certain things while making these changes. You have a director mm-hmm. like Spike Lee whose movies, you know, he's a provocateur. He, he wants to make people angry for better or for worse. And I feel like at the end of this movie 
what was it trying to say? Like the Korean movie had, I, I don't want to say it had its own message, but it definitely had its point that it was trying to come across of this idea of uh, we're all guilty of the actions we choose to make whether they're big or small because we don't know what unintended circumstances they might have. And then Mm -hmm. the English one, you know, they kind of half-ass that same message, but I'm like, what, what are you actually trying to say about this? Is there anything, why, why did you need to change the language of this movie? And what does it say to a a North American, American audience? And and I didn't really get anything. Yeah. I felt like it was like a bit sudden, the ending. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's a shocking ending, but I just, not that I felt fulfilled after watching um, the original version, but, like, I guess fulfilled in the sense of, like, completion of the story, but, like, I just didn't get that same feeling um, watching the English version. Mm-hmm. I think one of the, the, the biggest things for me, and it kind of turned into a bit of a pet peeve, is that when, when Daisu and Joe are both imprisoned, uh, a big part of the, the plot line revolves around them being falsely framed for killing their wives and letting their infant child live. And mm-hmm. Daisu catches it, a TV report only momentarily to reveal the information. Um, and whereas Joe sees this true crime TV show interviewing the family that adopted the daughter, and then they revisit this true crime show several times, and you get to see what's happening as the daughter is growing up and all this sort of stuff. Um, But here's a bit of a spoiler. Um, That's proven to all be a set and made up specifically for Joe to watch over the years. And it just sort of was one of those like, ha, gotcha, we made you think it was this when in reality it wasn't. Whereas Mm -hmm. the other one was more like of an organic shock where it was like, oh, wow. Yes, yes, yes. This, this tiny bit of kernel information ended up being much bigger and, and sort of changed the perception of everything. Whereas the English one was just like, yeah, yeah, you purposely lied to me to get to this point. Why? Yeah, it, like, it made you question, like, okay, why is he watching that, you know? Um, and, and, and I guess, like, you know, you and I obviously already knew because, um, you know, because we knew what happened in the previous film. Um, but it just, I don't know, like, like I said, like when I watched the first film, like the ending was just like completely sort of unexpected. Um, you know, but when you are, you know, watching the second one and say, I didn't know what was going to happen and I didn't watch the first one. Like, I feel like, you know, that he is going to be like tied in some way, like to this girl, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so it's kind of just giving it away a little too soon. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, and and sort of the, the it, it just felt a little bit forced at times. I agree. They both, both main characters do a little bit of hallucinating, but they they kind of show it off a little bit differently. Um, Daisu during his loneliest moments hallucinates ants crawling out of his skin and that's sort of this i guess a metaphor for uh ants have colonies and they can all leave at once they're they're all sort of one organism single organism despite them being you know millions of little tiny ones and they they're leaving him that's the only thing sort of connecting him leaving him and then they completely kind of do it differently uh whereas joe 
the only real sort of hallucination I get is uh, is the poster of the bellhop on his cell wall. Uh, he imagines him watching TV on his bed one night, laughing at some TV program. But like that, so those are like the big hallucinations. But overall, I felt there was a bit more of a dreaminess aspect to the Korean one, whereas the the English one was very much like that is the only time. What what do you mean by that is the only time? I I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you, I don't know if you know anything different, but I, I I would I felt that in the Korean film there were numerous instances where you're you're sort of not too sure exactly what's going on if he's awake or if he's dreaming or yeah, did we yeah. see something that maybe isn't really there and you're not really you're right. sure you're right no i i totally get that there then, is so many times. yeah go on and, and you have said a few times already the english one was just very much more straightforward and other than him hallucinating the the, the bellhop sitting on his bed that's the only sort of non- straightforward thing that's the only the only thing that might not be real that happens in this world yeah no that makes sense to me um and and i just i just feel like there could have been more effort to just make make it more mysterious and like i feel like they were just trying to match it to that film um in a sense for the most part but it's like there could have just been effort made um in the directing side of things in terms of adding some mystery to it in different ways, mm-hmm. not identical to the first one. And I feel like it wasn't even him hallucinating because a- another difference is uh, every meal, Joe is given a bottle of vodka because he both of them start out as drunks, but Joe is actually shown being given a bottle of vodka every single day. And, and I don't even think he yeah. would have been hallucinating. He was probably just drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And, and so that, that was a big difference where, you know, the, the, the use of alcohol and maybe that's the American difference is they understand the, the idea of the alcoholism being more of a detriment to your health, your own health or something like that compared to the way maybe uh, people in Korea view excessive drinking. And, and so that was something where I'm not too sure if they're trying to say something about that or not because it... It just, there was, it's something I keep going back to is that there just seemed to be no message to this movie that they were trying to do other than the fact that they were going to remake a popular movie. Sure. Yeah. And were like, was he supposed to be an alcoholic before going to prison? Like, like, was he or was he not? In, you know? in which one? <laughs> um, in, like in each film. Uh, I think in the Korean one, I don't think he's supposed to be because like obviously the movie opens up with him being drunk in a police station is that a one-off thing or is that a we don't know or is that a reoccurring thing we, we don't really know you know he yeah has a, he has a phone call with his wife afterwards um on a pay phone and you can't really get a lot of information is this just a one-time thing is it like oh no dad's drunk again uh-oh yeah <laughs> See, I, I kind of feel like he wasn't. I feel like he, I don't know, maybe I just want to think that. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. I feel like they kind of just took that too far in the American one. Like, like why did you have to make him an alcoholic? Like, why did they have to serve him a Mickey every meal, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of, in a sense, that changes a lot about his character. I, I'm guessing the only, the, the main reason behind it uh, is it sort of removes the subtlety of, 
is he a bad person or not in the Korean one? Whereas in the English one, you know, he starts out as this alcoholic who's drinking at work and goes out to dinner with a client. And as soon as the client leaves, he starts hitting on the guy's girlfriend. And so we know he's kind of a bit of a scumbag. Um, yeah. And so I guess it sort of sets the movie up as this guy is a bad guy. He's a he's an asshole. He's a jerk or whatever you want to call him who's an alcoholic and then the redemption arc that he tries to go on makes you realize he's a good guy after all i I guess is is the way of doing it instead of it being shades of gray it's like he starts out as the bad guy and now he's the good guy right it's i don't know i just i think it's a bit unnecessary but but i guess you know it adds a bit of personality we could say that (laughs) yeah yeah i guess that's the only thing like I know this mo- the English one is already shorter than the Korean one, but I would like chop out almost all of the intro because I think I think the Korean one works so much better when you don't know what's going on at all. You just get this one brief scene of him in the police station being drunk and then he gets yeah. released and then gets kidnapped and we don't know anything about this guy. We're learning who he is as the movie goes on whereas this movie starts out being like, yeah, he's a jerk. Oh, okay, maybe he's not a jerk. <laughs> Yeah, and, and then if anything, I think that captures your attention more when you're kind of just, they kind of just throw you right into this intense, crazy fight scene and you're like, well, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, the, but you know, like you said, the American, or, you know, the North American one, um, it's just like, you you know already, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're, I, I don't want to really spoil things too much, but um, <laughs> I'll, I'll just sort of, say like the ending of the korean one is left to be a little bit more ambiguous whereas the english one after all the the events sort of unfold and we and we learn everything it's very much cut and dry of this is what ends up happening in in and this is how we move on so that sort of is i like i personally like a movie that has a bit of ambiguity to it where you're left you know after the movie ends you're debating with your friends well does he remember what happened or does he not remember what happened sort of thing? And I think yeah. that's a sort of a fun conversation to have. Or is this one you're just left with, I'm not going to say too much, where it's like, oh, he sent the person a bag of diamonds. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And in all honesty, I'm not surprised by that. Evidently, they want they wanted more mystery in the original version. And you know, in the new version, they wanted everything to be sort of preconceived, it would seem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, so it's not, it's not surprising, but you know, I just, I, I didn't feel quite, I didn't feel quite satisfied with either ending, I guess, basically on the premise of the storyline, but in terms of like, you know, direction and how it was actually made, I, I wasn't really satisfied um, with the ending of the second one. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing because of the the sort of taboo nature of what the the reveal sort of tells us as viewers uh, that the Hollywood rating system probably would have been less okay with the with the Korean ending and sort of had to make it a little bit more clear and a little bit more cut and dry because this right th- this is you know uh, this was a mainstream movie this isn't like some tiny art house movie where uh you know only a hundred people are gonna watch it sort of thing so you can get away with you know doing things that are a little more unorthodox mm-hmm. so that's the only thing that I can I can sort of imagine um where it sort of worked to its detriment you know the sort of shock value worked for the korean film because it was like something 
no one had ever really seen. Uh, and whereas the American one seemed, if you've seen the original, it was just like, oh, yeah, they, they tidied up the loose ends. Yeah. Um, yeah, I felt, I felt like in the American one, though, it kind of did come a little bit faster in sense of the like you kind of waited for their relationship to progress Mm -hmm. um like like you saw you saw the progression of it more in um the original one um it was more throughout the whole film and it just sort of came quite fast the american one and that i did not appreciate if you know what i mean no no i i totally get what you're saying um so yeah, that that sort of sums it up for me as far as any differences. Um, do you have any any last thoughts on these on these movies? Is it is it something that you you kind of enjoyed watching, or is this like I've seen it once and and I'm good? Um, <laughs> you know what? I think I would rewatch. I I don't think I'd watch the American version again. I think I would rewatch the original one. Um, I will say. It, I don't want to say it was scarring, but like I had to watch some animal YouTube videos before going to bed. Uh, like, no, I, in all seriousness, I did. I watched about half an hour of, um, you know, funny animal YouTube videos because I, I was just very, um, you know, I needed some eye bleach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There, <laughs> there's a couple that. scenes for me, especially like the the dental torture scene. Yeah, yeah. The, the sound effects for that was kind of too much for me more than anything. I know. I know, I know. And just just the whole plot, it was just such a such a mind twist and it just came so fast and I was just like what the hell is going on? Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um you know, but but in all honesty, like as shocking and as kind of turned off by it I, as I was, that's why this is fiction and like this is what film is for and I guess I guess film is sort of to, you know, make you see things that you wouldn't see on a daily basis and to shock you and um, it certainly did that. <laughs> well, I think that was very well put. Uh, I think that just about wraps up this episode. So thank you so much, Gemma, for being a guest. Uh, it was really a lot of fun. This will definitely not be the last time you will be on this show. I'm glad. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Well, no problem. Uh, where where can people find you in the work that you do? Um, you can find me on Instagram, underscore Gemma Mastriani. Well, great. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at ContraZoomPod. You can also follow me at DGAPA, both on Twitter and Instagram. You can send me an email, ContraZoomPod at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of some similarities and differences between the old boy films. Uh, If you have any suggestions for future make-remake episodes and what we should do. A special thank you to Eric and Kevin Smale for making the theme music. And this episode is proudly presented by Aesthetic Magazine. Thank you so much for listening. Mm -hmm.